Excuse me. I happen to be passing. I thought you might like some coffee. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Well, won't you sit down? Thank you. Cream? No, thank you. I take it black. Like my man. Having conversations about society, one cup at a time. Coffee with our dummy. Pour yourself a cup and join us. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. This is uh, yours truly, Ralph William. This is Coffee with RW on this very beginning of the week. Uh, nobody likes the beginning of the week. I don't, but it's just something that we have to deal with. I hope everyone had a great couple of days. And uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at the Ralph William on Twitter. Make sure to follow my internet station on Twitter as well, WESN Radio on twitter i do have a uh, internet radio station which i hope you guys can tune into you can download the mobile app on your google play store you can ask alexa to start wesn live or you can go to epicstrategiesnetwork.com and tune in oh man so i do want to say <clears throat> thank you very much to our patron i am not yet clear if they want me to divulge who they are but i do want to say thank you to the patreon and uh we hope to gather more patrons as well and to make sure if you want to be a patron uh go to my go to to go to this podcast's uh description box or any other description boxes uh of the, my previous podcast and click the link to join and become a patron, get extra content, extra shout-outs, um, advertisement. If you want to slot on my station or in the podcast, there's different tiers so that, you know, whichever one you would like to contribute to. So I do want to mention that we had a good, uh, we recorded um, <clears throat> content yesterday, last night, uh, with my OGs. Uh, and it was it was funny it was funny of course we were all in rare form which is what uh patreon is all about i try to be a little more uh subdued and uh professional here in the podcast but for the patreon is a little bit more unfiltered and no holds barred and a little more freedom at least i i feel like we do so <clears throat> please go be a patron and uh, get some perks as long, uh, get some perks as well. Wow, that's rough. So as I always like to begin my show slash podcast, if you have a coffee or whatever beverage you have at the moment, then hey, come and join me in my celebratory, you know, sip. 
So if you have your coffee mugs, your travel mugs, your sippy cups, your doggy bowls, if you have a beer hat and you want to drink it like that, then go ahead and do so and join me in this sip of cafecito. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, this is delicious. Uh, yes. <clears throat> so, you know, I always complain how my coffee is, uh, it gets cold very quickly. Not today, because I actually found my Yeti, my Yeti coffee mug. And uh, I kind of poured, I poured this about 10, 15 minutes ago, and uh, it is still warm. It is still warm and toasty. So <clears throat> I am very glad and very humbled that I was able to get this uh, Yeti coffee mug. Miss Brina, how are you, Brina, in the chat? Uh, if you haven't downloaded the Podbean app, if you want to join us live on in the chat, download the Podbean app and look for yours truly, Ralph William from the Ralph William Podcast. Hit the follow button and you'll get notified when I go live and you can chat with us uh, live in the morning as you have your coffee. And I'm going to have mine. I need an extra sip, right? Because it is, you know, it is today. Today's flavor is um, Colombian, uh, obviously Folgers Colombian coffee with uh, silk almond milk coffee creamer. And uh, today's flavor is uh, sweet and creamy. I'm sorry, I had to think about that for a minute. Sweet and creamy with a dash of cinnamon. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to be looking out for the caramel this week because I love me. Some caramel. It's yum, Brina. Yes, it is yum. <clears throat> Yummy yum. All right, so some things to get through today. Um, I do not have any pleasure in doing this, but uh, actually, yes, I do. I, I get lots of pleasure, pleasure from it. But uh, we're going to be getting into some, of course. Uh, I don't, I haven't verified if this is, I mean, if this is true or not, uh, it is true. There's video of it already, but um, <clears throat> I don't know the extent of the injury of the injury. But there was another uh, us uh, athlete that collapsed, and uh, we'll be just. I just want to make an honorable mention. I don't want to discuss because I saw the video. I'm sure you've seen him making his rounds. Like I don't know how when people get like, um. Dude, Sean, good morning, bro. When people get these um, injuries, or if you want to call them the uh, attacks, how, do, how does the body respond? Like, you do see, a, you do see a, a series of events that happen. Uh, when you saw Hamilton, who, by the way, I saw that they put out a picture you know, him giving the heart sign in the hospital. So apparently he's doing okay. And uh, everybody did a lot of prayers for him. So uh, lucky for him, uh, he was able to get through this and, and, he, and he's fine. So uh, prayers out, out to you, uh, Hamilton, and, and we hope you make a speedy recovery and we hope that there is no long-term damage. So. 
I do want to make an honorable mention. There was another athlete. Uh, I think it's a young kid. Uh, I'm not too familiar in the statistic, but I saw the video and he made like a. It looked like he just sat down on the ground, and just and just laid back and like, you know, had his <clears throat> like he he had a, a a chest problem. So I'm not familiar if that's if that's normal. Like I I don't want to say it was staged, right? I don't. I, I'm probably wrong, right? But that's why I'm asking. I don't know if that is normal. Because if someone is about to like have a heart, I'm assuming that they're just gonna collapse and kill over, you know, kind of like uh, what Hamilton did. But I don't know. I don't want to jump the gun, but that's just another thing to to uh, discuss. <clears throat> also, I believe a UFC fighter by the name of Veronica Lee also passed away. <clears throat> Veronica Lee and uh, I have, uh, of course, AI to uh, help me with the article. But apparently, she passed away at the age of eighteen. She was a right, a right, a rising UFC star that uh, that passed away. So let's see what uh, the AI has to say about the article. You would just get it ready. Lee's sister Angela Lee, also a professional MMA fighter and one championship atomweight title holder, made the announcement Saturday on Instagram. She has gone too soon and our family has been completely devastated since then, Angela wrote. We miss her, M, or than anything in this world. Our family will never be the same. Life will never be the same. Victoria was the most beautiful soul who ever lived. She was the best little sister in the world. Before her death on December 26, Victoria held a 3-0 record in the One Championship, Southeast Asia's biggest fighting promotion, and was scheduled to fight again on January 14. Lee's cause of death is being kept confidential by her family, but it's worth noting that in recent months hundreds of athletes have dropped dead or collapsed on the field possibly due to do negative effects from the COVID vaccine in 2021. One championship boss Chatri Sitayadrong ordered all of the fighters on the roster to take the jab. You are, you are totally incorrect. Sorry, Dr. Fauci, but uh, apparently that's just, uh, that seems to be the norm nowadays. <clears throat> yes, I know. I know. It is sad. Uh, Mama Bear Tracy, how are you? Yes, it is sad. Uh, Dutron, it is a coincidence uh, in the chat. Hey, uh, Drayel, what are you doing up so early or late? Thank you for joining. Um, <clears throat> so there seems to be a, you know, a lot of these things happening. Uh, and of course, there is a, there was an article, which uh, I'm going to be going through soon, that came out of Australia. Not an article, I believe a study that came out of Australia. And uh, <clears throat> man, if I can, I might have to look up this tweet. In real time, but I'm gonna I'm gonna while I play the the clip from the from the article, I'm gonna look for this tweet. They they broke down just this week, this past week in Australia, the cases of COVID, which was over one thousand one thousand something uh, cases in the hospital hospitalized, and I think they said like eight hundred of them, or over eight hundred of them uh had at least four four um 
boosters or four shots? Well, I'll get into that, but here I'm going to play the more AI for you. This is an AI-intensive episode. People who receive between one and four COVID jabs make up a majority of COVID infections, while rates among the unvaccinated remained relatively low. Data out of New South Wales, Australia, shows the disparity can be observed in a chart created by a Twitter data analyst overlaying COVID infection rates and vaccination rates using information disseminated over the past few months by the New South Wales Ministry of Health. The so, graph clearly oh. shows COVID infections were higher in people who received at least one COVID jab, while those who received no jab doses remained relatively unaffected. Twitter user and Sydney resident at LCHF Matt, the data analyst who last month created the graph, noted data by HVAC status combined would provide a clearer picture of the situation, but theorized NSW Health purposely withholds that information to prevent proper analysis of the data. Every good analyst knows you must have age stratified data to see what is happening. NSWH knows this, too. By not sharing this data, it prevents proper citizen analysis to demonstrate effectiveness, the analyst tweeted last month. Nevertheless, the data illustrates a disturbing correlation between vaccinated rates and infection rates. Why are those with more vaxes catching COVID at higher rates? ADE, damaged immune system, very concerning and no one seems to care, notes the data analyst. The information also correlates with data out of the UK government in 2021 that showed the jabs appear to inhibit the body's natural ability to produce antibodies. In other words, they weakened people's immune systems. Doctors, however, were already demonstrating how the COVID vaccine suppresses the body's adaptive immune system, leaving vaccinated individuals more susceptible to illness a possible explanation for the phenomenon of breakthrough infections. And if anyone had been paying attention, the jab's immune suppression was long ago discussed by COVID vaccine developer Dr. David 55 Bauer, who admitted the jabs destroy the body's immune response, lowering crucial antibodies necessary to fight off disease. Indeed, the latest data out of Australia illustrates what many mainstream media publications like the Washington Post and Wall Street Journal have admitted in recent weeks. The COVID pandemic is being fueled by vaccinated individuals. Wow. You don't say. So Australia's study is uh, showing a lot of uh, promise there. Uh, I found this tweet that I want to mention that it was uh, posted by your, one of your favorite band doctors, right? Or not doctors, but he, people say that he's your, uh, He's the, uh, the original or the creator of these mRNA vaccines, Robert, <clears throat> Robert W. Malone. And he tweeted out a tweet, or he retweeted a tweet from a gentleman by the name of uh, Roger, Roger Kristen. And Roger Kristen said, Holy bleep, I'm, I'm trying to BPG here. <clears throat> the, weekly COVID, the, the weekly COVID report in Australia, 1,770 hospitalized, no unvaxxed, no unvaxxed. So everyone that's in the hospital is, is there's not one of them that's, you know, unvaxxed. Uh, 810 with four or more doses. 
140 in ICU. Uh, again, he goes to say unvaxxed. 58 with four or more doses. Hmm. He also goes on to say 95 deaths. Oh, 53 with four or more doses. So, uh, uh, this is pretty awkward. This is quite, quite awkward. If, uh, if I do say so myself, pretty awkward situation. I, I, I think, I think I need a, I need a sip of coffee from this, this awkwardness that I'm feeling right now. Ojit in the chat. How are you, Ojit? This is quite awkward. I feel like I feel like this is when I when I do the Homer Simpson back away into the bush meme type of deal. Right? <clears throat> but anyway, Shorty. I didn't catch you. Hi Shorty. Good morning and uh, happy belated birthday to you. <clears throat> Ojit, it is Shorty's birthday, so be cordial. I hope you've en you enjoyed your birthday. <clears throat> shorty so as you can see there's a lot of uh now i know you can always go and find studies on both sides of everything right me being a and i'm you know this is un unapologetic me being a vegan you're always gonna i'm able to find studies uh praising people that do uh, the carnivore diet, right? The oh yeah, all meat diet, or the paleo diet or whatever, right? Your Atkins diet from the 1980s, right? 1990s. But then again, you also, you also see studies of uh, people that, that live off of a more of a whole foods plant-based diet, right? There's, you always find studies with both sides. Now, the thing that I have a problem with is that when they use both sides when it comes to this issue, and it wouldn't be so much of an issue if they let people decide, but they don't. The problem that I have is that they force people to choose one side, right? They either say, you either choose this side or you lose your livelihood, you lose your, your money, you lose your home, you lose your job. You lose benefits, you know, you might lose your children in some cases. And that's where I have a problem with, right? That is when it becomes an issue. If you have a place like Australia where they try to keep people away from each other and arrested you for leaving your area, right? That's a problem. Like if they come and harass you and give you a ticket for not wearing a mask outside, when there's no one around you, right? That's a problem. That's when I, that's when like my spidey senses goes off. And that is pretty much what I've been talking about for like the past two and a half, three years. And I know a lot of people are getting sick and tired of it, but I'm not the one still pushing this, right? There's still, they still, you still see commercials of them saying, oh, get your boosters, go get your boosters. Go get your injections, right? You know, do your part, you know. Get your kids boosted at, you know, under five years old. I mean, really, really now. 
Like, if you're going to keep on doing this, then I'm just, I'm going to keep on doing this. I, I guess this is, the, this is our life right now. Not a very happy Monday episode, but this is what I, this is what I came across uh, this morning. And uh, I'm going off of, uh, you know, eh, I don't know, like four hours of sleep. You know, that's okay. But uh, <clears throat> these are the things that uh, bother me. And for some of you, it should bother you. Because even if you did take it, and I'm not, I'm not uh, um, talking bad about you or anything like that. You made your, dis- you made your choice for what you thought was right, right? Now, that has to work both ways, I'm assuming. Right, that's just the. I think it should work both ways, right? Being tolerant, but anyway, <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm pushing uh, I'm pushing the I'm pushing the issue too much. But I want to say thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is a good time for a commercial break. If uh, you want to join our Patreon, WESN Epic Strategies Network, please hit that description box below of this podcast or er- every other podcast. And uh, click the Patreon link and become a patron. There's uh, three different tiers. Um, you get, uh, well, you can go to Patreon and find out which one is, suits you. I know it's rough out there and uh, we'll try. No, we will uh, uh, put out as much extra content as uh, we can. Uh, you get the pictures, videos. Uh, you can get... Uh, a conference call with me, with the with the crew at WESN. You know, shout outs if you want a guest spot on the on the show, or if you want to be on the station, then uh, you're more than welcome to do so, <clears throat> and uh, we gladly appreciate it. Whatever you can uh, support, so go to Patreon.com/slash/WESN and uh, be a patron today. Thank you, appreciate it. Huh, all right, so moving on. <clears throat> now, we live in a topsy-turvy world, right? I feel like we live in a I feel like we live in a backwards backwards world. It's like what is that old ghostbuster saying? Up down, you know, what is it? Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, right? That's that seems to be the case. I it feels like doing something right you should be, you should be, uh, you know, not thanked, but you shouldn't be in trouble for it, right? I'll, I'll get to a second of what I'm talking about. So apparently there was a gentleman <clears throat> who, who did what a man should do if he's had, if he, uh, uh, you know, contributed to a birth of a child. You know, he was being garnished his uh, his uh, paycheck to pay child support. Now, apparently, he paid a little bit too much, and yet he was still sentenced to jail for doing the right thing, for overcompensating, right? For for being a good dad, right? That is messed up, Brina. It is. Because even though you hear a lot of stories of deadbeat dads, those that don't take care of their kids, 
And the ones that do, they really, you know, they really get a bad incentive. Like, yo, man, if I'm going to get blocked up or imprisoned or fined for not, I mean, for, for doing what I'm supposed to do, then I'm just going to not do it. Right. Or, well, I mean, it'll probably be a lot worse for them if they didn't. But my point is, is that here's a story of a man doing the manly thing and taking care of responsibilities. And um, he got crapped on. So let's see. Uh, let's hear about Father. it. Let's hear about it. Sorry. <clears throat> Father is facing 180 days in jail for overpaying his child support and over visiting his 11 year old son. His attorney and a community activist are now demanding answers. Uh, it's my responsibility to take care of him. I brought him in this world. I have. Clifford Hall says he's more than happy to pay child support for his 11 year old son. I'm his father. You know, uh, it's my responsibility to take care of him. But Hall says when the amount of child support was modified, no one told him. And I discovered that for some reason his employer was withholding a large amount some weeks, a small amount some weeks, zero amount uh, some weeks. I didn't want to go to jail, basically. So Hall quickly paid almost three grand in back child support. When Hall and his ex-wife were in Judge Lisa Millard's court last November, he owed nothing. Opposing counsel testified twice that he's on But the attorney representing the child's mother wanted Hall to pay her three grand in attorney fees, and Judge Millard agreed. Court documents also reveal Hall wasn't following the court's scheduled times to pick up his son, another modification he says he knew nothing about. The judge ended up sentencing him to six months in jail. When she said, I sent, you know, remand you to the Harris County Jail for 180 days, my mouth dropped. I can't be there for my son in jail. I can't pay child support in jail. You know, this is not, this is not in the best interest of the child. Judge Millard also points out Hall's attorney could have filed a motion for reconsideration. She says that would have allowed her to hear both sides again and reevaluate re the situation. So after doing further research, uh, Clifford Hall actually ended up getting released from jail after serving 14 days, thankfully to his strong legal team that he had hired to defend him. But here's what ended up happening overall. So not only did this innocent man spend two weeks of his life in jail, he lost his job. His employer even admitted that it was a clerical error on their part. And now he's $10,000 in debt, including having to also pay for his ex-wife's attorney fees, which she's the one that actually brought him to court in the first place. And as soon as he got out, he owed another $1,000 for child support. Where is the justice for these fathers? Right. Where are the justice for these fathers? Oh, man. You know, it is, uh, it's, it's crazy stuff out there, man. We live in a topsy-turvy world right now where, where doing the right thing is, uh, is bad. <clears throat> Doing the doing the right doing the right thing is bad. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Yes, Adriel is getting uh, very upset. I see. Dropping the f bombs. I understand. Brina says <clears throat> that's shameful. So they took a father away from his son. 
Yes, because because he overpaid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, this happens. This happens often, says Dude Sean. <clears throat> so, without getting into borderline, what other people might. No, you know what? I don't even know if I should say. That. I might keep that for Patreon. I might keep my personal views on Patreon. So, if you want to join Patreon, uh, go ahead and do so to know what exactly. Uh, I I have to say about it. Uh, Adriel says, "Mary, oops, <clears throat> ABP, what's going on?" Uh, Adriel says, "My respect goes out to the fathers." Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Good morning, uh, BP. I hope you're doing well. And um, <clears throat> there's a lot of situations out there like that where you know the men get a lot of um, a lot of unnecessary slack. Um, now, of course, there are some that deserve it, um, but <clears throat> it is, uh, you just can't deny that, uh, in terms of the system, uh, it is, uh, inherently against, uh, father, right? For even doing their job. And, uh, <clears throat> for anybody that, I don't know if I should bring this up. It really doesn't matter. But if for anybody that's wondering, he was an African-American. So just to put that out there, if you haven't found that clip. So <clears throat> even an African-American who everybody stereotypes was doing the right thing and still he gets crapped on. So go figure. Speaking of getting crapped on, uh, there is a new... <clears throat> A new law that passed, or is about to pass, I believe, in Chicago, Illinois, uh, taking away your guns, or their guns, or legal guns, I, I don't know, whatever. And I came across this gentleman who, who really much summed, summed the whole debate about uh, guns and uh suburban areas versus rural areas and things like that and i and rather than me clip uh, a small section of it and have it been have it being taken out of context i feel like to best explain what's ha what happened over the weekend with uh, illinois is just to play the clip uh, i know this is a clip heavy heavy episode but <clears throat> uh i rather play a whole clip and rather it go long then play a short clip and people take it out of context and then I get in trouble. So I know you guys enjoy listening to my ranting voice in the morning while you're drinking your cup of joe. But uh, when I find other information that I feel is good, I'm going to play it. So let's go into, Let me first let me check if I have the right clip here. Former Brazilian lady. Nope, that's not it. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew. I know my body. I know my body. The Illinois House. There you go. Here we go. The Illinois House debated into the early hours this morning and ultimately voted to ban military-style weapons. The House's 64 to 43 gun vote occurred six months after a gunman armed with an AR-15-style semi-automatic weapon shot and killed seven people and injured dozens more at the Fourth of July parade in Highland Park. The revised bill, if it becomes law, 
would ban sale of assault weapons and rapid-fire devices, immediately ending the sales of ammunition magazines holding more than 12 rounds. Removed was raising the age to get a FOID card from 18 to 21. Republican opponents say the bill bans many firearms commonly used for hunting and sport shooting, and it even takes away the ability of people to protect themselves and punishes legal gun owners. This is people that, that are going to be forced to give up their magazines and register their guns are legal, lawful owners. At this point, anyone who has followed the gun debate understands the gun control lobby's playbook. Wait for a tragedy. Make sure it happened in a suburban or gentrified metropolitan area. Make sure enough people died. Make sure the people that died were predominantly white. Make sure the gun used looks like an AR-15, whether it is or it isn't. Then get a bunch of kids in helicopter house moms whose solution to everything is government do something. Send them to the Capitol building of that particular state and yell and scream at the politicians, waving posters and signs sponsored and donated by Michaels, and then have the politicians ban AR-15s or ban assault weapons. However, if there's a shooting committed with a handgun in the inner city every 30 seconds, don't even bother. Because as long as that type of stuff stays in the inner cities, they don't care. I'm not just playing the race card. I'm just calling it how it is. Anyone who has followed this debate, regardless of their race, knows how true this is. Kids in Chicago have been shooting at each other like it's a video game for years, but no real attempts to solve that issue have taken place. But one kid commits a shooting in a more affluent part of the city, and now the Illinois House is scrambling to pass an assault weapons ban, which we all know will do absolutely nothing to save lives because there are over 44 million AR-15s in this country. Unless they're going to confiscate those AR-15s, they're going to remain out there. And even if they wanted to confiscate them, how could they if they don't know where they are and who has them? Oh, that's right. They're going to make the people who already have them register them. And why do you think they're doing that? But after there's another tragedy, after the initial assault weapons ban, which doesn't work, they can turn around and say, all you people who registered your grandfather they are 15th, turn them in or you'll go to jail. And we know you have them because you registered them. This isn't new. This is literally the exact playbook that they used in Canada and Australia. We all know the criminals aren't going to register their guns, so that means the only people who would be turning their guns in are law-abiding citizens, the very people we're not worried about. At that point, the only people who will have AR-15s criminals. That doesn't make the people safer. puts them in more danger. At that point, it's only a matter of time before they start saying they need to ban handguns. It's not like they haven't done this before either. One of the most famous 2A cases was McDonald versus City of Chicago, where the court held that Chicago's citywide ban on handguns was unconstitutional, just like this assault weapon ban is unconstitutional. Everyone thought because of this recent Supreme Court ruling that the gun control lobby would stop trying to ban guns. <laughs> Man, <laughs> please, this just emboldens them. They're never going to stop because all they have to do is win once. They don't lose anything. They're backed by billionaires who are willing to spend whatever amount of money needed to destroy the Second Amendment because the only thing they desire more than money is power. The power comes with control. And as long as they control who has the guns, they have the power. Only thing stopping them from what they want is the people. As long as we continue to push back against these laws and continue to educate and enlighten the people around us and let our political representatives know that they vote for gun control, we'll be voting them out of office, we'll be able to stave off the gun control lobby. Fortunately, it'll always be an ongoing thing because they'll never stop trying. So it's incumbent upon all of us 
to never stop defending the Second Amendment because we are literally the only country in the world where the citizens have the right to bear arms to the degree that we do. And we need to keep it there. You know, we talk a lot about... What a stupid son of a... Oh, come on, former president, former vice president Biden. How dare you? How dare you say that? <laughs> how dare you talk about your, one of your constituents? What's wrong with you? And uh, is, has a good point there. I mean, <clears throat> you're really hurting those that are law-abiding law citizens. It is very hard for a law-abiding citizen to own a weapon. Now, we can debate about law-abiding citizens giving or being careless with their weapons and having children get their hands on it, but if they are law-abiding citizens, they know better. Mr. James, how are you, sir? I hope you're doing well. Duke James is in the house. And Just Rob, how are you, Just Rob? Thank you very much. <clears throat> and that is, that was, uh, I think, was the best summary um, to the gun debate, uh, you know, I've heard. And <clears throat> without causing any overseas ripple, uh, meaning any hostility towards people overseas like Canada, uh, you know, like Australia, that uh, gave up their weapons. Or I don't want to say they gave them up. They were coerced. They were coerced, and now they are not able to have weapons of their own. And if they do, they have to really, you know, be, do it on the hush. But here you can. But they're trying to slowly take it away from uh, people that, honestly, you can say they might need it. Because especially in a place like Detroit, right, or Chicago, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They're shooting up people like hotcakes. Daddy, Daddy Hoff, how are you, sir? So. I do want to mention, if you're listening to this on the WESN, Epic Strategies Network, please download my podcast, the Ralph William Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, so you can get the full context of the episode. All right, you're getting snippets of the episode at the moment. So please uh, go check it out and uh, check out the whole context of it. The whole debate. So speaking of Biden, I do want to mention he finally, after three years, he's going to the border to check it out. Oh man, I think he's gonna be there today. Three years it took this man to be at the border. So let's see what he has to say. Yeah, finally, finally, the rock. No, he's not the rock. No, definitely not the rock. He is a Johnson, but uh, not the one that we all want. Or maybe it is. I, I don't know. It depends on what you, how you swing. But <clears throat> uh, former Vice President Biden, uh, let's see what shenanigans you're going to say today. And I'm sure every podcaster is going to be listening, taking notes, and uh, being ready to fire at all cylinders to see what you have to say or not say. and. Uh, I can't wait. 
So, <clears throat> speaking about America and uh, and all that shenanigans, um, Brazil. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know I know people want to be like us, right? But I mean, to do the exact same thing that we did in January 6th about two years ago, I don't know, man. Brazil, Brazil is acting up, bro. They're acting a fool. Apparently, they did the same thing. They ransacked and went into their, their version of the capital over there. And, um, bro, it's like looking at a mirror, yet not. Uh, the left... There's their version of their of left-sided uh, president that took office is going to punish those that were involved in their invasion, right? And of course, the right-wing former president is uh, is getting a lot of hate. This is starting to look like a pattern here. Is this happening like in every country around the world? There seems to be a weird pattern here. Now, I don't know if you subscribe to this whole Matrix, you know, alternate universe, you know, stuff, scientific, science fiction stuff that you're into. I mean, hey, if you want to come on and talk about it, bro, I have, I have a microphone ready for you. We can, we can get down with the get down. But it just seems so coincidental that a place like Brazil, you know, they're doing the same thing. And of course, for anybody that hasn't noticed, there has been protests around the world for many different reasons, right? I mean, I don't think they have all ended up storming their country's capital, but you've had many uh, protests in France, right? Italy, uh, I'm trying to think of somewhere else. but. Nonetheless, it's happening all over the place. It's not just here. I believe that here was the 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 laziest, <laughs> the laziest protest. Now I'm not trying to make light of it. I mean, we we did, you know, there has been damage done. There was a death, us a, a real death, directly caused by it by the shooting of a of a veteran girl by the name of. Uh, uh, Ashley Babbitt, uh, she died. Of course, people say that uh, some police officers that were there died as a direct cause of it. Some would argue that they didn't because some of them committed suicide. Some of them had a heart attack uh, after the fact. But hey, that's neither here nor there. Someone that actually was killed and murdered uh, was only one person, and it was a woman, a veteran by the name of Ashley Babbitt. Now, apparently, even her mother got arrested for being at the Capitol. So anyway, <clears throat> just wanted to throw that out. Anyway, back to what I'm trying to get to. I'm going to have this article here from uh, talking about the Brazilian uh, former president and everything that's happening in Brazil. And uh, I'm going to end off with a, a good clip from uh, Dinesh D'Souza. For those of you that are not familiar with him, he is an author. He is a, uh, he does a documentary, several documentaries, one of them, the latest being uh, 2,000 Mules. And 
Yeah, we'll get to that after this uh, article. Take it away, AI. Don't kill me. Former Brazilian leader Jair Bolsonaro has denied any responsibility for the unrest that unfolded in the capital Brasilia on Sunday, after President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva accused his right-wing predecessor of filling the heads of his supporters with extremism. Peaceful demonstrations, in the form of the law, are part of democracy. However, depredations and invasions of public buildings as occurred today, as well as those practiced by the left in 2013 and 2017, escape the rule. Bolsonaro tweeted on Sunday evening, after authorities regained control of the government building seized by rioters earlier in the day. Repudiate the accusations, without evidence, attributed to me by the current head of the executive of Brazil, Bolsonaro added, without mentioning Lula by name, the former leader left Brazil several days before the traditional swearing-in ceremony on January 1st rather than legitimize the leftists' win by attending. This genocidist is encouraging this via social media from Miami, Lula claimed in a televised address earlier on Sunday, blaming what he described as the day's unprecedented violence on his predecessor. He vowed to make those responsible for the chaos pay with the force of the law, while pledging to get to the bottom of who are the financiers of the riot. On Sunday, a massive crowd of Bolsonaro supporters marched through the capital in yet another protest reiterating claims that Brazil's electronic voting system was open to fraud and other allegations of voting irregularities. After reaching the Three Powers Plaza, where all three branches of the government are located, swarms of protesters rushed through barricades and overran the Congress, the Supreme Court and the Presidential Planalto Palace. As the crowds wreaked havoc inside, authorities struggled to contain the unrest. The president, who was in Sao Paulo at the time, was forced to declare a state of emergency in the Federal District of Brasilia, appointing Justice Minister Ricardo Garcia Capelli to lead the federal intervention. By Sunday evening, after hours of clashes and hundreds of arrests, riot police managed to regain control of the government buildings using tear gas and water cannons. Police announced that at least 300 people were detained, as the Justice Minister warned that the arrests would continue throughout the night. As authorities are trying to identify everyone involved in what he dubbed an act of terrorism and an attempted coup. Wow, that sounds so familiar. And yes, she does sound like she was powering down halfway through. Oh, that's funny. How are you, Shelby? Thank you for joining in the chat. <clears throat> for those of you that are wanting to join us live, uh, please download the Podbean app. And uh, come and join us in the chat, and you'll be able to have a witty, witty banter and conversation with everyone else and yours truly, Ralph William. What's going on, Russ, from the Outside of Normal? <clears throat> Make sure to go check out Outside of Normal uh, podcast as well. So, yeah, it's, um, I see a lot of similarities happening uh, with that. I mean, just reading that is crazy. You know just to throw this out there, if you want to get a conspiracy, like, <clears throat> I know there's, you know how people can say, oh, the moon landing was fake or it was recorded or all that stuff. But what if, like, all these clips that we see, unless you were really there in Brazil, I guess it's kind of hard to fake a lot of video capturing of, uh, of that. But just uh, seeing clips, or articles being made of things like that, you know, because with AI and all that is able to generate 
a full-blown article, right, with just a certain amount of uh, terms or clips, you can really manipulate people to think certain things, certain ways, right? Which is kind of hard to believe anything nowadays because everything can be so, you know, artificially generated. There's no organic reactions anymore no organic uh happenings anymore right so i don't know this is just another just add that conspiracy to all the other conspiracies that you may have already heard i'm I'm sick and tired of hearing the same conspiracies coming through let's make some new ones i say uh i don't know i say uh i say aliens are really the ai how about that let's throw that out there might as well, right? <clears throat> so maybe this a maybe the AI that's doing my articles is uh, is working for them. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> Rob in the chat says uh, Ralph is really Biden. Oh man, yes, yes. You might be right. You might be right. Speaking of being right, the man who's never wrong, Mister A. What's going on, Mister A? How are you? Hope you're doing well. <clears throat> so, with that being said, it feels like now I know this country is not perfect. Ne- nothing is. Never. Ne- nothing can ever be perfect, or else you know we'll be boring. And as much as people want to turn this country into every other country around the world, it's. I don't know. It's like. It's kind of like saying you can't have good without the bad, right? You can't have dark without the light. You can't have black without the white. I mean, you can't have you can't have coffee without the creamer. You can't have coffee without the sugar. You know, you can't <laughs> you can't have coffee without the mug. I don't know. It, it's like a balance, right? And it's just weird how every other country is doing is running on lock lockstep but us supposedly you know this could there's a lot of arguments saying the opposite you know that, that we're just it's just an illusion that we're free here but we're really not but anyway to get to the point is i have this clip from dinesh d'souza who some of you might know some of you might not but i suggest you check him out he has a video podcast. You can find them on uh, YouTube, Rumble, all that good stuff. He does do uh, documentaries. He does uh, public speakings at schools, which I feel is refreshing sometimes to see because sometimes you need, and I get it, right? Because I used to be, in, I used to go to college many moons ago, and uh, we don't know what the hell. Where, what real life is. I didn't know what real life was, right? Like, you know, I'm thinking, hey, man, you mean, you mean, you know, let's just, you know, let's just all just fucking burn up and, and, you know, damn corporations, which I do, I don't like corporations, to be honest with you. Uh, I do feel that they, they really strip away humanity from people and that sucks. Uh, giving somebody three days to mourn when someone dies in your family, I, I feel that is annoying. Um, you know, not giving them a sufficient amount of uh, days off when they're sick, uh, paid, 
I feel that's annoying. Uh, doing 401ks and having them take your money, investing it, and yet you come out losing, but they still get more money. I feel that's messed up. Uh, I don't. I don't see the logic or the fairness in that. But uh, you know, there is some good in having more of a capitalistic view than let's just distribute it a little bit to everybody because then you just become a Venezuela, a Cuba, et cetera, et cetera. Put your examples there. But anyway, here is Dinesh D'Souza uh, giving his claim on, you know, what would the world be like or should the world be without the United States? But just step back and ask yourself this. What would the 20th century or the last 100 years have been like if there never was an America? What would have been the outcome of World War I or World War II or the Cold War? What would the world be like if America sort of never existed? For all our blunders and for all our self-interest, by the way, democratic societies have every right to be self-interested. We elect governments to look out for us. The question is not, is America self-interested, as if that was a crime, but in being self-interested, is America making the world better or worse? We self-interestedly got into World War II. We didn't even care about Hitler. It took, it took the bombing in Pearl Harbor to get us into it. Self-interest. But that self-interest nevertheless got rid of Nazi, Germany, and Japanese imperialism. We fought the Cold War for self-interest, sure. But who would deny that at the end of it, the world is much better and freer? The Russians have all kinds of problems, but nobody wants to restore the old nomenclatura, the old Communist Party. So American power has been ultimately, I think, a great boon for the world. It has, in a way, in a way kept the world secure. Why? For this reason. What America invented is the idea of wealth creation as an alternative to conquest. Frankly, most people in the rest of the world believe in both. If China today or Russia had America's power, they'd be using it for wealth creation. We taught them that. They would also be using it for conquest. What America can do for the world now is show the importance of transitioning from the one to the other. It's another way of saying that American foreign policy is not about acquiring real estate. People tell me, well, America invaded Grenada, and America invaded Iraq, and America invaded Afghanistan. And my point is, hey, if America invaded all those places, why don't we own them? The truth of the matter is America got in, America gets out. We don't want to own anybody else's real estate. Our foreign policy can be summed up in two phrases. Trade with us and don't bomb us. And that's it. So, there are all kinds of criticisms to be made of America, and I will, I will be happy to make them as well as the next guy. But I think taking the global perspective, taking the perspective of history and the comparative perspective, I end up with the words of Jean Kirkpatrick, who said many years ago, sometimes we have to face the truth about ourselves, no matter how pleasant it is. Thank you very much. So there you go, man. Uh, as bad as some of the things about this country can be or is, has been, 
Bro, it could be very worse. Very worse? Is that English? See, what kind of a country <laughs> would allow someone like me with bad grammar can barely read, uh, you know, <laughs> do a podcast? Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, it could be much worse. Yes, Brina. Yes. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> you, you can still be in the poverty line here in this country, right? You can still have, you can still be in the poverty line, yet you can still have four square meals a day, right? I'm, I'm saying for the majority. I know there's some special cases out there where, you know, they can't get any resources. But for the most part, those here can still get four square meals a day, whether it be through government assistance or soup kitchens or whatever the case. <clears throat> uh, subsidized housing, right? Aid for single mothers, right? Uh, now you have the child, uh, what is it? Child care, care assistance, something like that. I forgot what it was. <clears throat> forgot what it's called. But be poor in another country? Dito. You'll be, you'll be, uh, you'll be surprised if you have one meal, right? And it might be moldy, right? You try and do that in Africa. Try and live out in Africa. No. India. No, I don't think so. No. So <clears throat> that's just uh, my point. Only in America, says Mr. A. Only in America can you rock an iPhone 12. Uh, anyway, but thank you everybody for tuning in. And, uh, with that, the serious portion is over. Thank you. So say good night to the bad guy. Last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again. Let me tell you.